Welcome to the Collector's Quest Podcast. This is a microcast. It goes for less than 15 minutes and talks about one topic real quick. Stay tuned. Hello everyone, welcome to another edition of Collector's Quest. Sorry about last episode where I was uh, shouting into the microphone nonstop. I will try to relieve your ears in this episode. It is just me, uh, Johnny, if you don't know who's talking by now. And we are going to be talking some finance. I usually save these for a microcast because I can kind of feel people glaze over as we go too deep into the numbers. Uh, But this episode's going to be just a general health check. Ten months ago, almost 11, we did a microcast by we, I mean I, uh, did a microcast on what is happening in the world of games. Is the bubble bursting? Because there was a lot of people out there doom and gloom. So roughly a year ago that the bubble was bursting. It's it's all over. Uh, games are going to gonna drop. And I'm not saying that they haven't dropped at all or anything like that. But it, it's time to check in. You know, I felt like a little bit of that was some chicken little, you know, ness going on, skies falling and all that. Uh, in episode 66, we kind of did a deeper dive on factors that affect the market. So if you guys want to check those out in relation to these. But in this one, I'm just, you're going to follow along with me as I kind of do this live. I'm just going to look up some some stuff on price charting, video game price charting. See, I'm getting their website right. I'm using it. As, I, as you know, I, I do say, check multiple sources always and you know sometimes they get it wrong all the sites get it wrong they're just doing the best they can so this is not criticism directly of them or anything this is just you know get as many sources as possible uh to verify your data if you if you can if possible but right now we're just going to use them as game value now's algorithm has not looked active since december hopefully they get that back on track because you know they are my one of my preferred sources but again, uh, I just want to look, take a quick look at some of the games. And I'm going to jump in at Nintendo. And I know people are like, oh man, Johnny, can we get some more like Sega episodes, some less Nintendo-centric stuff? And yes, I got some stuff lined up for that. But the truth of the matter is, is Nintendo still drives the collector's market. It's still the biggest, most dominant force out there for collectors. So I want to look at that first. And before I just go into individual systems, I want to check just two games, you know, uh, the most basic games, Mario 3 and Zelda. So Super Mario Brothers 3, and we're just taking a quick look here. One year ago, this is the price over a year, was at, for a loose cart, everything we're going to be talking about is loose, was about $14. So that, or that was December of 2017. So that's actually six months. Let's, let's hit a year so we have a better. Okay, it was $11.20 a year ago. In June 2017. Today, it's $11.19. So you can see, we did have those spikes and valleys uh, in November and December. I told you popular games like Mario where we're destined to go up. As you can see, it went from $11.20 up to about $15 in November and December. And then in January, of course, it came tumbling back down to $12.60 as people were no longer buying Christmas gifts. As February, March come along, people get some taxes. April, uh, it dips again. We take a dip down to 11.64, then it rises right now at our current price, 11.99, just under 12 dollars. 
So from a year ago when we basically did this episode, we did this episode at a low. So back in July, it was 10.49. So from that point, it's actually gone up a dollar fifty. So I I don't know if we have a long enough timeline to talk about trends, but this is one of the most sold games on the planet. It has the most reputable data because it has the most occurrences. So if Super Mario Brothers 3 is a microcosm of all games, and I know it isn't, but of, of all at least popular games, you can see the health is still on an upward trend. And that again, this is we're just talking loose carts. With boxes, it gets a little dicier. And the biggest factor with boxes now is condition is really becoming a much heavier driver. I mean, it's always been a factor, right? But I, I find the difference in condition very extreme. And in fact, I was looking at the Zelda prices. If you look at box Zeldas, you can see some of them selling for like $35 to $40. And then others crushing it at like $160. Game value now, or not game value now, video game price charting would tell you that the price should be for a box copy about fifty-seven eighty-two, and that's just this median range. But there's recorded many recorded sales over a hundred, over eighty, over seventy, but then some down in the thirty and forty-two dollar range. So this is just an average. You can check that out there, or by looking through eBay completes. And a lot of this has to do with what kind of seal the game has. Is it non-rev A? Is it the oval seal? Is is it the circle seal? You know, uh, the white oval Nintendo seal of quality, far less popular, usually takes less money. But the condition of cart, especially Zelda with that gold cart, you know, suffers uh, con noticeable condition flaws much worse than most other games. So that, that's why I wanted to use Zelda as our price one. But I also want to look at the price of just the loose cart over one year. And again, roughly $19 uh, back in June. And now $19.99. So it's up roughly a buck. Uh, when we did the episode again last time, it was starting to dip. It was at like $17, down $16.50, down to $16.01 in August. And then boom, back up to $19. Again, you saw the, the Christmas, November, December peak at like $25. And then a dip, and then a little spike again. These are all following the exact patterns I told you guys I, I thought we should see. And that I've seen historically over time. So... That's cool that it is going as predicted. Does that mean that video games are rising or skyrocketing like they had? No, they were they were at a point of kind of like parabolic growth. Uh, it was really high. It was too high to sustain that level of growth. So of course you have to expect some dips and valleys and you know some stabilization. I, I do think some games came down, but other games have kind of risen to fill that gap. I feel like the bottom came up a little. The top came down a little bit, and the middle rose on like your types of games. So bottom being bottom value games, top being your highest dollar games. So we've seen some kind of normalization here. And that, that's really uh, to be expected, I think. Again, it is not my job to analyze the finance market of video games and tell you whether this is rock-solid information we don't, you know, no one really knows anything. We can make predictions. We can use all the verifiable data. And that's all I'm doing here. So you're like, Johnny, are you an expert? I mean, I guess uh, I'm as, as an expert, I think, as we're going to get right now. I am someone who follows the prices closely. I look, I evaluate. So uh, again, while it's not my job, it is something I pay close attention to. And I am someone who professionally is an analyst uh, who looks at financial trends. So I can look at this stuff. Uh, with some degree of certainty, at least understand what I'm seeing. Am I saying, 
you know, 100% the best and only person to listen to? Definitely not. I'm sure there's other sources and there's a lot of smart individuals who have been collecting for a long time. So you should listen to them and you should also trust what you know as well. I want to take a look at a couple other things. Price charting has this thing and I didn't know they had it, but they have an index for all vintage games. So way back in the day, you know, sub 2010, 2009, April-ish, average price for a vintage games loose was $7.07, which I think is pretty interesting because now we're at a point where it's at about $15, a little over $15. Last year, it was at a little higher at $15.76, and then it started, it dropped off quite a bit, right around May, it started to drop, drop down to $14, but you can see we're in recovery. It did hit kind of a spike and then flatten out. Now it's like looking like a slight upward trend. So the overall cost of vintage games, while up tremendously since 2009, is down since 2000, since summer of 2017. Not down dramatically. It's still over $15. It was over $15 then. It's less than less than 10% there of a swing. So less than five even. So it's not too bad. We're not seeing anything crazy here fluctuation. I would like to see how this bears out. We're going to do these health checks every so often. That's something I'm going to do for us. So we'll take a look and just kind of say, hey, did the bubble burst? Is it going? That way you guys can all have some idea of the trends that I normally look at. One video game system that did take a huge kind of punch in the mouth was PlayStation back in 2017, right before this episode. They were chilling at roughly $10. And right now though, they're down at like $9. They were less than that. They hit sub nine for a little while back in December, so they didn't follow that traditional bump. So I don't know what happened with PlayStation, but they hit kind of a this big peak in 2016. By big, I mean there's like a dollar variance over all the games in the console, you know, up to like ten dollars and thirty cents, and then dropped to sub sub nine, about eight dollars and seventy eighty cents. We're back over nine again. But again, when price charting started looking at this back in 2008, it was at $10 and it was crashing hard. So, I mean, the absolute bottom of the market here was back in 2012, but it stayed pretty bottomy. Like there was a pretty big peak and valley in 2010 to like 2013. 13, like that year span was kind of the bottom. 2014, it started to climb again as PlayStation collectors started to get into it. I have noticed more people kind of been on the uptick on PlayStation, but prices are overall still kind of flat or down. So it's something to keep an eye on. And, you know, Big Daddy Nintendo, NES. Last year, this time, it was at roughly $27. Right now, it's about $28. Not a lot to tell you. So we thought it was down last year, it was coming down, and it had crested slightly down last time we looked, but now it's it's back up. It, pretty flat overall still up even if that growth isn't amazing but if we turn our eye to the sega genesis actually had kind of this fall back in 2017 like crested and fell just a little bit and it's actually been on the rise from the end of 2017 through now this again loose card you know we were talking at 12 dollars a game now moving up to 13 so that's interesting that it has been pushing forward super nintendo has been flat just like Nintendo, its prices are very similar. It was at like this $23, and now it's pushing at $24, almost $25 over the course of a year. So much like Nintendo, flat with slight growth. Xbox, here's one to take a look at because no one ever talks about the Xbox, and I, I do that largely because I'm collecting it. Xbox, again, back in 2008, it was falling off a cliff, but they were only like $9 then. Hit a bottom in 2010, 
under $4 each. And they've been steadily kind of moving along that line until 2014. Hit a growth. And they've stayed flat, flat with this slight rise. Then they hit a little dip in 2017 down to $6 or under $6. Now they're at about $6. So last year, this time, about 6 bucks, right about uh, $5.70 and now at about $6.20. So even Xbox has had an uptick over the last year. So that's all I really want to talk about is just those real fast because we were told last year that the sky was falling. You know, we want, I wanted to check in and say, was the sky falling? What was happening? We, te- we told you we'd come back and look at it. And hey, here we are. The sky did not fall. Games have slowed, sure. Like if you look at Hagan, that one, that one's been up and went down, went back up. The Mega Mans have suffered a crash. I don't know if that's just because of the large influx of Mega Man games lately. All the Mega Man Legacy collections and now these stupid repros that I love so very much. Or I should say Tyler loves so very much because I hate them. But that's it. Real quick, we just looked at the finance. Things look like they're still on the up and up. If you guys want a deeper look at this, let me know. I know this episode's pretty dry, and I just kind of talked through it real quick. I just wanted to get you this quick episode out. Hope you like the finance episodes, but tell me. I've got planned to look at systems as a whole and kind of tell you how much a system is worth, how much it costs to collect it, what the big hitters are, what the bottom looks like, what the middle and what the top. If you guys are interested in this kind of stuff, please comment to me. Also, comment to Tyler sometimes, too. You don't have to send all your hate mail to me. That's all I got. Thank you very much for listening. We out!